so just kind of in this brief talk, I will actually bring up some of the things we talked about in the three-hour um, mini-retreat that I did. When we were talking about meditation there, One of the really interesting things that came up was how, you know, depending on what time of the day you meditate will dictate how your meditation practice is. And depending on maybe what you did before the meditation directly will kind of dictate how your practice is. And it's just interesting because, you know, for instance, think about baking a cake no matter how you're feeling, no matter what's going on, no matter what the weather is outside, no matter what time of day it is, you just follow that recipe and you get the same results. Meditation is one of those things that you could do the same thing in the morning, in the afternoon, in the evening of the same day and get three completely different results. And that's just a really interesting and important thing to acknowledge, especially a lot of people kind of judge themselves or think about their practice or how they're doing in their meditation practice. Um, there's still that level of, you know, am I getting better at this? Is this working or not? Especially because, you know, you want to become peaceful. That's why we're here. So. If you're not becoming peaceful, then you're trying to figure out what's going on and why. Um, and I think that a lot of people just don't realize that there's so many factors to the practice. And as you get stronger, as your meditation improves and you know, down the road, it, it becomes a little bit more predictable. But especially at the beginning, you're very much, um, yeah, I don't want to say a victim to, but you're kind of just at the whim of a lot of different things that are going on. And it's really important to meditate with a kind of equanimity and a kind of um, abandon, I would say. So during the retreat that I did, one of my sits was incredibly deep and powerful, and one of my sits was kind of, I was groggy, and I was thinking I was half there. But I didn't really have any more thoughts about either one when I came out. I didn't come out of the deeper one and say, wow, that was a great sit, and come out of the groggier one and say, oh, that was terrible. They both were just kind of what they were. I came out of the first one, I was like, oh, that was a deep one. I came out of the second one, like, oh, I was a bit tired. It doesn't really matter. It's just kind of your mind and where you're at and that moment and that day. And it's kind of like, if you can't help, at least don't harm. You know, and I think a lot of people, they use their meditation as just another way to beat themselves up about something they can't do right or get frustrated up that it's not working. And they kind of compound the problem, and especially because we come to meditate because we feel stressed, because we're anxious, because we need help relaxing. Um, but we bring the same mechanisms that stress us out in our daily life into the meditation practice, and then our meditation stresses us out. So I kind of couldn't emphasize enough during the retreat, how important it is really just to relax, to not um, try to get anywhere, not to try to, but more to really actually just feel yourself relaxing, feel yourself letting go. 
Um, you know, we use the breath as a kind of anchor point when needed, but not too kind of tight or strict, because then again, you're kind of pushing and you start to get stressed. And it's kind of that interesting balance of, of kind of feeling, for myself anyway, when I practice, I kind of say maybe like 70% of the mind, it's actually just feeling the space around me. I'm just kind of almost as if my head opened up and the space of the room kind of merges with the inside of my head. So I just feel like I'm just present with the space around me. And then I would say maybe 30% is kind of in the background just feeling this breath thing happening. And, and then thoughts kind of come and go and there's waves of thoughts that come and go. But I just stay with the thoughts and the breath and you know I'll be thinking about something and as soon as that drops away, I'm just back with the space and the breath. So I don't think about the fact that I was just thinking. It's just simply when it's there, it's there. And when it's gone, it's gone. Um, and you could compare it to, you know, if we had a little clock in the room and it chimed every so often. You know, as I'm talking, we'd hear the chime and we would hear it chiming and acknowledge its chime and also know that it's going to go away and also know that it's going to come back again later but we don't really make any extra thoughts or energy or effort around it. It just kind of is this thing that comes in and, and kind of is present and then goes away. And so our thinking mind is the same. It'll just kind of come and it'll go away and you'll still be sitting and breathing and it'll come and it'll go away. And we kind of start to shift our attention that it's still there. I would say that my mind still has thoughts running in it for a while, but they kind of start to slowly fade off into the distance because I'm not giving them my attention until I'm really just full of this presence and then they're gone completely. And then kind of the space that used to be filled with thoughts is now just spaced with this presence and it starts to get very peaceful and very relaxing. And those feelings of peace and relaxation, the feelings are actually what binds the mind into the present moment. So the more that you're really just in touch with the feelings of peace, the feelings of, oh, it's so nice to sit here, it's warm in here, it's really not nice outside, I don't have to answer the phone right now or talk to anybody or worry about anybody else except my kids, really looking at this like a little vacation spot, right, that we're here to go on a really cheap and easy vacation, um, to let everything go and not to worry about anything that's going on out there, just to relax. Um, this will really bind the mind into the present moment and sink it deeper, kind of like when you throw a stone into water and it just whoop, goes straight down. That's really what these positive emotions do, is they'll kind of just merge with this presence and just sink it deep, 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 really fast. So just remembering that the, the practice eventually is about these positive emotions, this peacefulness. And as you breathe and you feel peace, Feel the peacefulness of the breath, right? Start almost bringing these things together, the spaciousness and this peacefulness and the breath, kind of just letting these things flow and merge together. And the mind will very effortlessly just gravitate into that and then also examine it and start getting deeper into it and deeper into it. And, um, and that's really all there is to it. And if you sit, right, and you're tired, you're restless, you're irritated, you're something, you know, do your best to breathe and accept that and to feel it and to, yeah, not fight anything. And there's going to be some practices where there's nothing you're going to be able to do. You'll be a hopeless case. There are some times you'll sit and you will just be hopeless for a half an hour. And you'll just sit there and say, okay, I'm hopeless. 
And that's good practice for life, because sometimes in life we are hopeless. Sometimes in life there's nothing you can do. Yeah, and just learning to sit with that, like, I would like this situation to be one way, but it's not. Just to sit with that and not get disappointed and not get upset and not try to force and not become a self-pitying kind of victim, like, oh God, me. Just to sit with it and be like, okay, and move on and let it go completely. That's also great practice for daily life. And the more that you can approach your daily life with that kind of abandon, the more when you sit to meditate, your mind will be in a more detached, kind of uplifted place because you haven't been fretting over little things all day long in your life. So even a bad meditation practice, quote-unquote bad, can still build tools in you for you to use in your daily life that will then again feed back into your meditation practice to give you some positive results later. So just remember, right, there's really no good or bad, nothing that you should be doing, no place we should be reaching. It's really just using this time to relax, to let go as much as possible. And even if you're irritated, aggravated, frustrated, in pain, see how much of that you can let go of, right? So just letting go as much as possible will always guide us in the right direction. And then it's just about how much we do that, how much we bring that into our lives, and then eventually when the conditions come together, then it'll, it'll take us into the deeper places on its own. So it's not even our work. Yeah, it'll just do it for us. So that's my very brief meditation talk today. Nine minutes. Yes, I did it. Yes.